This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Yes, I can do all things, because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are opened. Strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Yes, we thank you, Lord. We believe in your name. We believe you're the healer, God. We believe in you, God. We have faith in you, Father. We will shout your name from the rooftop, God. And we declare that you belong to us and we belong to you, Father. We thank you, God. We come to worship you this morning. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Here I am before you. Falling in love and seeking your truth, knowing that your perfect grace has brought me to this place. Because of you, I freely live my life to you, oh God, I give. So I stand before you, God. I lift my voice cause you set me free so I'll shout out your name from the rooftops I proclaim that I am yours I am yours all the good you've done for me I lift up my hands for all to see you're the only one who brings me to my knees to share this love across the earth the beauty of your holy word so I kneel before you God I lift my hands cause you've set me free so I'll shout out your name from the rooftops I'll proclaim that I am yours yes we are I am yours place into your loving hands and I am yours I am yours here I am I stand with arms wide open to the one the Son, the everlasting God you're the everlasting 
everything gone. Here I am, here I am, I stand with arms wide open to the one, the Son, the everlasting God, the everlasting God. you this morning God just begin where you are to worship him tell him how much you love him we love you God we just worship God we just worship you Lord arms wide open we surrender ourselves to you Lord yeah here we are we worship you God take all we have Worship you, Lord.
Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We come to you this morning surrendering our lives to you, surrendering everything that we have, all the troubles, all the, all, everything that we've been going through, God. We just surrender those things to you, God. And we welcome your Holy Spirit into this place. Just come take over this place. We thank you, Jesus. Have your way in this morning. Have your way this morning. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Yes, you are. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Chorus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your There's nothing worth more. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord oh Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence. 
for the Holy Spirit. Just come fill this place. Thank you, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Yes, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord, oh Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome. By your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Fill this place with your presence, God. Fill this place with your presence. We welcome you in this place today, God. We thank you, Lord. Just worship him where you are. Worship you, God. You're welcome here. Thank you, Lord. Welcome. Your presence, Lord. Let's sing that out. Let me hear you. Just let's worship God. And let's just take this time to worship the Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence. Verse. We thank you for your presence. No matter what we have gone through this week or what we're going through right now, we welcome your presence. 
Holy Spirit, have your way over this church. Have your way over each and every individual that's here. We pray right now, Lord God, that you'll worship, Lord God, in campus, Lord God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for using this morning, Lord God, to bring us in your presence, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We lift our hands up to you. We worship you. We lift our voices up to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for bringing our kids to you, Lord God. Thank you for bringing our loved ones to you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we can honor you this morning. We thank you that we can stand in your presence and worship you this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way over us. We pray against everything that's hindering us, Lord God, from serving you. With everything that we have, Lord God, letting our light shine, Lord God, around us, Lord God. Drawing others to you, Lord God, because your presence is all over us, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you with our arms open wide. We welcome you this morning. We don't look to another, Lord God. We look to you. No matter, Lord God, the situation, Lord God, we look to you because you, Lord God, are the answer to everything, Lord God, that we face on this earth today. We thank you, Lord God. We take this time to worship you, Lord God. We come in agreement, Lord God, knowing that you hear, Lord God, that you will answer the words that we've asked you for already, Lord God, through prayer. We thank you, Lord God, through the message this morning, Lord God, that you will speak to us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that everything, Lord God, that we all know, Lord God, and everything, Lord God, that we want, Lord God, will come from you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning over this church. Have your way over us this morning, Lord God. Change us, Lord. Change us, Lord God, that we may be light to a world that's hurting, Lord God, a world that's dying, Lord God. Let us be the light, Lord God, to our loved ones, Lord God. Let us walk in integrity, Lord God. Let us look to you, Lord God, for the answer when we don't know the answer, Lord God. Don't Let us not, Lord God, argue and backbite, Lord God. Let us not be decisive, Lord God, and come against one another with hatred, Lord God. Lord God, use us, Lord God, to draw your love, Lord God. In a mighty way, Lord God, we thank you because your love, Lord God, is the way to go, Lord God. Your love, Lord God, is the way to go. It stamps out everything, Lord God, that's not of you. And we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for great worship this morning. We thank you for great worship for ushering in your presence. We thank you, Father, that this day, Lord God, will not be the same. This is a different day, Lord God. This is the beginning, Lord God, of a new day, Lord God, a new thing happening in us, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we don't take this lightly. We don't take it lightly. There's places in this world that can't worship you. There's not a freedom, Lord God, to come together and thank you for what you have done in our lives, in their lives. They have to hide. They have to go places that they don't want to be, Lord God, just to worship you. But here, Lord God, we can do it freely. Holy Spirit, don't let us take it lightly that we can worship you and honor you. We thank you, Father, for who you are and what you're doing in us. Continue to use us, Lord God, to be an example of Christ every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. 
those things that we can't handle, Lord God, or can't do, Lord God. Give us a peace that passes all understanding, Lord God, that know that you, Lord God, you, Lord God, are working on our behalf. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we welcome you here this morning. We welcome you here this morning. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, we're in agreement that today, today is a new day. Use us today to set the example for tomorrow. Let us be the ones, let us be the ones that show them the way. Let us be the ones that show them the way. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your sweet presence this morning. We honor you in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. This morning as we were worshiping, the Lord just spoke to my heart that there are some people here that you've been praying, you've been seeking an answer, a breakthrough from God, whether for yourself or a family member or someone, but you haven't seen it happen yet. He reminded me of the scriptures when Lazarus was sick. Anybody remember that? Lazarus was sick. They sent word to Jesus. Well, that was a prayer, wasn't it? It was a petition. Jesus, come and heal Lazarus because he is sick. He's close to death. And it says, but Jesus tarried some more days. And in the process of time, Lazarus died and was buried. Wow. Seems like that's the time to just stop praying and stop believing. It's all over by then, right? Seemed like it, didn't it? But Jesus responded, and as He came close, you know the story, you know, Martha came and said, Lord, if You had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. We wouldn't be facing this. We wouldn't be facing all this heartache and everything. But remember what Jesus told her. He said, Martha. He didn't tell her, you know, to do a bunch of things. It was one thing. He said, only believe. Only believe, and you will see the glory of God in your situation. That's what God is saying to you. 
you've prayed, you've been believing, and it looks like it's over. It looks like it didn't happen. God didn't come through. But God says it's not over. If you will only believe, you will see the glory of God in that situation. The breakthrough, the turnaround, the resurrection of that situation. Only believe. Only believe. Hallelujah. Does that that resonate with anybody here? Only believe. Only believe. Now, Father, that's what we're going to do right now. Father, we stand, as it were, before the tomb of Lazarus in that situation. He's buried. The stone is in front. Everything is over from the natural. But we stand there and we declare that we believe in the power of our God. We believe in the goodness of our God. And we believe that it shall be even as it was spoken unto us in Jesus' name. You agree with that? Say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. You may be seated. Welcome, welcome to Passion Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. But we're really glad that the Holy Spirit is here. God, in one moment, can do what you or I cannot do in a number of lifetimes. One touch from God can change your whole situation. And Jesus Christ is still ready, He's still willing, and He's definitely able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you have asked or can even think or imagine. I've got a pretty good imagination. I'm sure you do too, don't you? Because God, that's a gift from God's our imagination. Isn't that right? You hook up your imagination to God and faith and wow. Wow. Spectacular. Awesome and mighty. Listen, church, there is a hunger in my heart. There is a cry to God. You know, I told God, I said, you know, I'm getting to that place, you know. It sure would be good to retire and see the grandkids come along and just enjoy. Look at y'all, y'all acting all. I know y'all are all holy, so y'all don't have those thoughts. I'm just being honest. But you know what? There's something in me that just won't say yes to that. Are you listening? It says, no, there's more. There's more. Not just for me. There's more for Passion Church. There's more that God wants to do in the kingdom. There's more that God wants to do in the river region. There's more that God wants to do. There is a hunger and a cry in me. I wake up in the middle of the night, and there's a cry. You know, John Lake said this. He called it the calling of the soul. He said there's something that God stirs on the inside of us, and we might not be able to express it always in words. Thank God for praying in the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible says sometimes even that's not enough. It's just groans. It's just yearnings. It's just longings. It's just, God, you got to come through. you got to break through. There's more that you're wanting to do in our lives, in my life, in this city. There's more. There's more. There's more. I mean, I'm, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm waking up. There's more. 
at all times. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I hope you do. I hope it's not just me. You know, it's almost to the point to say, God, just leave me alone. You know, bring the answer or leave me alone. But there's a hunger in my heart that only God put there. It's not because of me. It's not because I'm holy or something. But it's God. And you know what? For every desire, for every longing, for every hunger God puts in our heart, there is an answer. There is an answer that responds to the cry of your heart. So you be encouraged. I don't care if Lazarus is in the tomb. Bless God, resurrection is yours. Amen. Paul said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Man, that's when your faith needs to be the strongest. It's when you're looking at the tomb. The disciples looked at the tomb of Jesus. It looked like everything Jesus said, something happened here. I mean, we were going along good. Jesus was raising the dead. Blind eyes were open. We're feeding thousands of people. The food's being multiplied. Jesus is walking on the water. I mean, they were up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They had a church service and dead people were in it. Moses and Elijah. Last time I looked, they'd been dead quite some time. And yet, after all of that, after all the victories, after all the the things that Jesus had worked and performed, they were faced one day with an empty tomb. And you know what? That's when their faith was really tested. Listen, Passion Church. doesn't matter how much people say it's over, it's done, it's finished. It's not over until God says it's over. And I I read in Revelations that, you know, you know how you'll know when it's over? There will be a trumpet. The sound of a trumpet. When you hear the sound of a trumpet, then you can say, it's over. Isn't that right? You know, when Cindy's baking at home, she puts it on a certain temperature. She puts, you know, whatever she's baking in the oven, she sets a timer. Oh, buddy. You know why that thing, there's an expectation. From the time she starts putting all the ingredients together, she puts that thing in the oven. It starts cooking. You can smell it. Boy, the expectation is building. It's building. It's building. Man, my mouth is watering. I'm thinking about it. You know, but boy, when that timer goes off. Oh, man. I'm ready to sit down to the table. Because it's time to eat. I'm telling you, there's a buzzer, a heavenly buzzer going off in my heart. (laughs) Saying it's time. It's time, Passion Church. Don't listen to the naysayers. You know, I know this is not on the program, but we're going to just go the way we're going to go, okay? You know, it says about Jesus when He was raised from the dead that He appeared to 500 people. 500. 500 people saw, like you're seeing me and I'm seeing you, saw 
him in person, raised from the dead. They saw the marks in his body. They saw the wounds in his side. They saw all of that. They heard the words that he spoke. The resurrected Jesus, they saw. And he said, wait in Jerusalem. But you know, when the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell, how many were there? 120. Where was the other 380? They saw Jesus. They heard what He said. They saw the infallible proof of Him being raised from the dead. You know, maybe, maybe they started. All 500 were there. They were excited, man. Wow, we've seen Jesus. He said to wait here. Man, you know, it's, man, any moment now, any moment now, but a day went by, two days went by, three days went by, four days went by, and the 500 became 400. The 400 became 300. The 300 became 200. Wonder why. Well, we got stuff to take care of. We got other things to do. I thought he was going to do something like, you know, right now. I guess he's really not going to do it. I guess that's Holy Spirit business that Jesus talked about just not going to happen. But there was 120. There was something on the inside of them that said, it's coming. It's coming. It's happening. Jesus is said to us to wait until the Holy Spirit comes and we're not moving. I don't care if the cows need milking, the goats need feeding, the chickens need plucking. I don't care. We're waiting for something from heaven. I'm waiting for something from heaven. Passion Church. Not to fill up a building, but to fill us up. Jesus didn't say when the Holy Spirit's come, He's going to fill up the building. He said when the Holy Spirit's come, He's going to fill you up and empower you to give a demonstration of His resurrection. That's what I want for us, Passion Church. Not another great message, another great this or that. We have all that in this nation, don't we? But we need God. We need God to be God in His people. Amen? Well, praise God. That's what was in my heart. I wanted to share it with you. If you're visiting this morning, God bless you. We love you. We're glad that you're here. There's just something stirring in our heart, in our soul. We want to see Jesus magnified in our lives, in our church, and in our city. To be all that He has declared to be in the words of the Bible. To demonstrate His goodness, His grace, and His power in our city. We'd love for you to be a part of that. If you are worshiping with us this morning, 
The ushers are going to pass out a little red and white information card. About three or four lines on there. Take you just a couple of minutes if you take the time to fill that out. Drop it in the bucket in a moment or two. We'd appreciate that. It'd be so wonderful to have a record of your visit. I'll reach out to you by email or phone, whichever you desire, just to say thank you for being here. And perhaps if your heart is stirred like ours is and you're looking for a place where you feel like you belong and fit, we'd love to have you here. I'd love to reach out to you and meet with you later on this week or something over a cup of coffee and we can just share what's in our heart with one another see what God might be doing and speaking to you perhaps to be a part of Passion Church but regardless we're so glad that you're here the ushers are also passing out the offering envelopes you know and I was reading this morning in Luke 7 and Jesus had been invited to a, a, a feast a meal in the house of a Pharisee who was a very religious man, very prominent in his community there in Jerusalem. And in the process of time, you know, all the, you know, he had invited all the, you know, the wonderful people in his community, you know, all the people who were educated and smelt good and looked good and were successful and all that. Nothing wrong with all that. But he had invited all them through. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of all these beautiful people there, someone comes in that didn't quite belong. She wasn't dressed beautifully like they were. She definitely wasn't in their strata and moved in their circles, perhaps. She was a prostitute. And you know, the Scriptures doesn't say this. I'm, I'm just surmising this. I wondered if the reason that it troubled some of them so is because some of them might have known her. I don't know. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying. But she came in and she began to weep profusely. And her tears wet his feet. And she undid her hair and dried his feet and she started kissing the feet of Jesus just kissing his feet oh man did people get indignant yeah you can come on down guys but don't pass them yet uh, boy they got indignant and you know and the scriptures reveal you know what they were thinking in one translation it says that Simon the Pharisee who had invited him said Boy, I thought this guy was really a prophet because if he was really a prophet, he'd know who this woman was that was hanging all over him. Ooh. Didn't Jesus say it's not the externals that defile a person? How many times we, maybe in our life walk, people come around us that are different from us. They don't look like us. Maybe they, they don't dress like us. Maybe they don't come from our circle of society or whatever it might be. And we get so concerned that if we rub, they rub up against us, something's going to happen to us. Jesus didn't worry about it. It didn't bother Him. And then the coup de grace was that she 
broke a bottle of expensive perfume and put it over his feet. Oh my gosh. What a waste. That's what some of them thought. But Jesus said this. He said, he said, Simon, he said, there was a man that had two debtors. One owed him 500 pieces of silver and one 50. And when they could not pay either of them, he just forgave their debt. He said, which one will love the man the most? Simon says, I suppose the one to whom most was forgiven. Jesus said, you've answered right. He said, you see this woman? Though her sins were many, they are forgiven because she loved much. Her act of worship, the offering of herself and her gifts to Jesus. She never, we have no indication that she ever said a prayer, that she ever asked Jesus specifically to forgive her, but Jesus said, because of her act of worship toward me and her act of giving toward me, he said, she's forgiven. Wow. How many times do we try to put God in a box? Oh man, if you were really, if you were really right with God, you'd dress like us, you'd worship like us, you'd look like us, you'd do this the way we do it because we got it down. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you do. I'm still working on it. But here's the thing. It was the heart. It was the heart. Isn't that right? This morning, as we give our offerings, I just ask you to rem and remind you, listen, He has forgiven us much. Hasn't He? And he who has been forgiven much loves much. And one of the ways we demonstrate and you're demonstrating that love is by your giving. More than anything else, we know there's a blessing that Jesus has said is tied to our giving. That if we give, it's going to be given back. But that's not why we give. We give because we love Him. And we love Him because He's forgiven us much. Amen. Hold your offering in your hand. And let's just worship God with our giving. Father, you have forgiven us so much, so much, so much. God, we can't even begin to count the ways, the number. Every day, your grace and your faithfulness is brand new. Your mercies are without end. You've been so good to us. We love you. We love you. We love you. And this is one expression of our love for you. Receive our gifts as an offering of worship. In Jesus' name, amen.
spiritual gifts, and of course the, the whole purpose of God's grace in our lives in that manner, spiritual gifts, is so that we might find the will of God as a part of His family, a part of His body, so that we could serve. That's what God's called us to. You know, one of the, one of the, 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 the fallacies of Western traditional religion is, is that we have made church a spectator thing, you know. You all come and you watch me use my gift. But God doesn't want you to, as it were, spiritually to armchair quarterback. He wants you in the game. He wants you to take what He has given you, the, the, and everybody, we're, we're looking at that, we're going to look at it more today, we have been given grace from God that is manifest through a gift. We call them a spiritual gift, what the Scriptures call them. And we, the only way you can utilize that is what? Is if you begin to serve. We begin to serve one another. And so all this month as we're teaching on this, we're recognizing those who have discovered this truth and have been busy uh, exercising the grace and the gift of God that He has put within them. And you know, it's like anything. The more we use it, what, the better that gift will operate. Isn't that true? That's true in the natural. It's true in the spiritual. You know? I remember a long time ago, I took certain courses in school and college. 
A lot of that I've forgotten. A lot of that history and sociology and stuff like that. You know why? Because I haven't used it. But the things I have used, I've retained. And I've built upon it. So the spiritual giftings that God's put within you, He wants you to discover them and to begin to use them. And we encourage that. We encourage you not to be a spectator at Passion Church, but to get involved. So we want to recognize, every week we're recognizing some of those uh, that have discovered this already and have been using their gift to serve the family of God here. Pastor Walt's going to help me out this morning, and I'm going to call some people up. We want to just present you and recognize you and honor you today and present you with just, just a certificate. I know the certificate's not a big deal per se, but what we hope that you will understand is the honor that we that this represents, and the appreciation and the gratefulness from this whole body for your service, your faithful service. And I know that you do it for the Lord, but we want to honor you. So when I call your name, would you please just uh, come down here, and uh, Pastor Walt's going to have a certificate. But I want everybody, when you come down, to just stay down here because we want to pray over you and just speak a blessing over you uh, before you go back uh, to your seat. Uh, first of all, in, from our guest services, our, our, these are our leaders, our team leaders, Brother Preston Nellums, who's over the ushers. And the ushers, they all assist in, you know, at, at the services with the seating, directions, help. They help keep order. They help do security. They help unload the trailer. I'm telling you, they, they, they have so many uh, hats that they wear. Brother Preston... Uh, is the team leader. He does an awesome job. He's got a great team. Uh, those who are here right now uh, on Brother Preston's team, would you just stand too so we can just see who you are? Stand up. Usually see them with the purple shirts on. We love you guys. You do an awesome job. We appreciate your faithfulness. Every week they are here. Then from our nursery team, uh, Vanessa Mitchell, the, our nursery team, they minister to our children from newborns through 24 months during the services, with lessons, with toys, with snacks, uh, taking care of our little ones. Come on down here, Vanessa. Now, I know uh, some of your team is back there. Are there any other the team members that are in the service uh, that are on this team? Would you just stand if you happen to be in here in the service? God bless you. Thank you so much. We love you guys, too. You're going to be included in this prayer, but we just appreciate uh, ministering to the little ones. You know, uh, that's the time we need to get them, isn't it? It's when they're little and, and they, they pray over them, they, they speak God's Word to them, and they just show them the love of God. You know, there's something going into their spirits while that's happening, and it's an awesome thing. From our preschool team, uh, Talena Mad Madison, they minister to our children from two years through K-6 with lessons and toys and snacks and love and, and caring for them. If there are any, I know some are back there working now, but if there are any other of the team members here, would you stand up? God bless you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for using your gifts. And then finally, with the youth team, uh, Zandra Colston. They minister to our, to our youth from 6th through 12th grades. If there are anybody, if anyone's here that helps out 
uh, Zandra there, any of our youth or any of our parents, if you'd stand, if you happen to be here, we'll recognize you. If you volunteer to help, anybody here? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Now, guys, we're going we're gonna to pray over them up here. But listen, each one of these has done something very special. They have responded to God's call in their life. They recognize that God had put a call in them and that there was a gift within them by the grace of God that if they would release, that it would bring a, a blessing and strength and encouragement and discipleship uh, to, to the children and, and to all this body. And you know, here's the thing. Every one of us in this place, now I understand if you're visiting, it might be different, but those of you, this Passion Church is your home. Listen, if you're not already uh, serving and using your gift, listen, let these people inspire you. These, listen, these are faithful people. Week in and week out, they do it because they love God and they love you. They love His church. So if you would, would you just kind of, as an act of faith, stretch your hand up here and join us in prayer. Uh, Pastor Walt and I, we're going to pray over them, but we, we want your prayers and your faith to be added. And Father, as we pray over the leaders here, we're also praying over all those on their teams that work with them and help them, oh God. Father, we are so grateful. We are so thankful and we're so humbled by the faithfulness of these, oh God, who are leaders in the house of God, who are ministering to your body, to your children, to our youth. God, and for all who are on their team, we speak your blessing. Father, for all that they give, I pray that you would give it back to them many times. Uh, Father, manifold blessing back to them, to their families. Father, when they sacrifice time, to their, uh, Father, to their children, Father, to, to their marriages, uh, Father, to their homes, all that they have given, God, many times more, give it back to them. May they be filled with joy and peace in their serving, in their ministry. May they see fruit coming forth in the lives of the people and their children, O oh God. We bless them. We thank you for them. And we honor them. We honor them before you this morning, Lord. We honor their gift. We honor their faithfulness and their service. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. give them another big hand of blessing. Thank you, guys. We love you so much and appreciate you. Thank you, Pastor Walt. Appreciate it, brother. Hallelujah. You know, that's what church is all about. Church is not about you coming and just, you know, receiving all the time. It's also about us serving. Jesus said this, it is more blessed to give than it is to what? Receive. Receive. Amen. Well, I want to take a few minutes this morning. I want to talk about discovering your spiritual gifts, the purpose of the spiritual gifts, and in uh, this whole time, we're talking about spiritual gifts, and which are Christ's gifts to the church. You know, listen, that you not only are a member of His church, but you are a gift to His church. What God has deposited within you, a divine deposit, indicates that there is a divine calling upon your life in some measure and in some capacity and that you are a gift 
to Passion Church. And when you begin to utilize and exercise the grace through that gift God has given you, it enriches Passion Church, and it builds us up, and it makes us stronger. Wow. I said, wow. You are valuable, not only just because God loves you. Yes, that's, that's, that's the main part. But also, you are valuable because of what God has put in you. And the, what you have to offer. Now, I know sometimes when we look at the packaging, we can begin to think, well, wait a minute. I mean, what do I have to offer? Who am I? Listen, join the rest of us. But see, what I want you to do in these lessons, and by the help of the Holy Spirit, is to see beyond the packaging. Maybe you feel like you're just a brown paper wrapping. I mean, you, you, don't, you feel like you, you, you don't even have any color. You don't have all the, But listen, the Bible says we have a treasure within these earthen vessels. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, is the treasure. That's what I want to get you to see. You know, just like the woman I was talking about in Luke 7, that she broke that container. And when that container broke open, the treasure within anointed Jesus' body. And every one of us, we are a container of a treasure. And when that is released, it pours over Christ's body, which is Passion Church. Amen? And all of a sudden, an aroma begins to fill the house. Wow, that smells good. And when I get around you, instead of seeing the flaws in the outward container, I'm caught up with the wonderful aroma Wow, you smell that. That smells good. His body has an aroma that smells wonderful, that, that lifts the spirit, that encourages our faith. And all of a sudden, I don't see what's wrong. This flaw and that flaw and this thing and that thing. I'm too caught up in the aroma. The grace of God is continually expressed in our lives. That's God's desire. In Philippians 2.13, listen to this from the message. It says, <clears throat> you know, in the, in the King James and what we've usually heard expressed, you know, it's God. Paul said, it's God that is at work within you. You know, what I was talking about today, that, that hunger, that desire, that, that's, that, that's something that you cannot necessarily define, but something on the inside of you that is longing for expression, that is longing to be released. That's part of what we're talking about here. He said, it's God who's at work in you, both to will and to do. See, it's great that we recognize the, the, the will. That's first, that desire, that earnest desire in us. But God wants us to move from that desire to the doing, to the expression of it. Amen? It's great to know that someone loves you, but it is the expression of that love that impacts you, isn't it? The message says it this way. 
That energy is God's energy. That thing you feel within you. An energy deep within you. God Himself willing and working at what will give Him the most pleasure. When you are utilizing that gift, that grace that God has put within you, it is at that point that you are bringing God the most pleasure. Now, this is a rhetorical question, I know, for all of us who are believers. But how many of you say, the greatest desire of my life is to please God? Absolutely. If you're saved, if you don't have that desire, you need to go for another dip. And it's not a dip of Bull Durham. <laughs> it's a dip in the fountain of that blood. That's our desire. Well, here's one of the ways we give expression to that. We did it today in worship, but also, too, what? When we release our gift. <clears throat> because, you know, your gift is a, an expression of who Jesus is. Those ladies back there that are ministering to those little children, they're not in the spotlight. Most of the time, people, unless you have a child, you don't even know that they're doing what they're doing. But you know what? That's an expression of Jesus. Did you know when Jesus hung on the cross, nobody understood what was happening? Even the disciples didn't really understand what was happening. They all went back fishing. They thought it was over. See, many times when God's doing something, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean, even though God's doing it, that everybody realizes God's doing something. But God recognizes it. And it doesn't make what God's doing any less effective. Sometimes it's after the fact. And when we begin to express our gifts, you know, they may seem small to us. They may seem insignificant to us. But there is no gift of God, no grace of God that is released without effect. Believe that. So we want to talk real quickly about the right fit, the Father's gifts. Turn to Romans 12 real quickly. Boy, I'm telling you, we had an awesome time in our prayer advance yesterday out at Wellsprings with Pastor Ed Miss Bunny hosted us out there. I'm telling you, oh my goodness, I wish all of you could have been there. What a time we had. And what prayers that were uttered before God on behalf of this church. Romans 12, we're going to begin there with verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And then verse 11 down there says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Hallelujah. We should be excited that God would use us in whatever capacity. 
it is an awesome thing for God to use your life in any capacity. He, he lists a number of different ways. There's more, even more gifts than this. I hope that you are, are, are going on our website and looking under the resource pull-down and taking that spiritual gifting uh, assessment that is there. It will help you to begin to, to kind of pinpoint and target some of the gifts that God has put in your life. It's, it's, it's a very helpful tool. I encourage you to do that. But in all these gifts, he said, he said, let it be done with excitement. Let it be done with a zeal. Let it be done with fervor. Don't let it be done with complaining. There's, you know, why would we want to pollute the beautiful gift and grace of God in us by, you know, as we're exercising God's grace, we pollute it with our complaining. Oh, pastor, don't tell us that. I'm trying to help you. See, that's, see, when we start complaining and whining, we're polluting the grace. That's a beautiful thing that you're doing to God and to those of us who recognize. Now, I realize some people don't recognize it, but we're believing they're going to. Amen. They're going to. They're going, they're going to grow in discernment and understanding, and they're going to recognize it. But whether they do or not, I'm still going to, what, release my gift. And I'm not going to complain and murmur. The Father's gifts give us the right fit. This tells us, where do I fit? Where do I fit in? It reveals God's place of service for me. Remember, we, we also referred to these gifts as motivational gifts. Many times, the, the gifts that are listed here have to do with, with us discerning the right fit for us. Remember I told you about the illustration about somebody, you know, they're holding a, a, a glass of water or something, and they drop it, and the water hits, and the glass breaks. And, you know, when people are standing around watching it, you know, one of the teaching motivation begins to tell you, you know, if you'd have done it, held the glass this way, you wouldn't have dropped it. The person with the, with the service and the helps immediately goes to get a broom and help, a towel and go to mop it up. People with the mercy gifts says, that's okay, I'll get, you'll get another glass of water. But see, we, we, have to, we find our right fit. Every, there's a place for you in Passion Church. Otherwise, God wouldn't have you here. There's a place where you fit. And, and, and as we discover the right fit, that has a lot to do with what? The desires that God's put in your heart. That motivation. And when you recognize that, then you know that's, that, that's step one. Man, that's where I'm going to get, that's where I'm going to begin to look toward releasing my gift. It is the right expression of our service when we discover the Father's gifts that He's put within us. And you know what? I become a gift to my church, not a burden. You know, there's something in, you know, in cosmology and in, in the universe and all, they call it a black hole. And the gravity in that black hole anomaly is so powerful that not even light can escape. That's pretty powerful. And anything that comes across its horizon is sucked in, but you never see it. 
It could suck in a star. You never see the light again of that star. And sometimes, you know, we, can, we don't want to become like that black hole, do we? Where we're just, you know, give me, give me, give me, give me, meet my need, meet my need. Now, God wants to meet your needs. Don't misunderstand me. And our giftings to help that. But that's not all I want to be. It's just someone who comes to church <clears throat> because I'm always needy. God wants us to grow up and release. Because here's the thing. Here's the paradox. Even though I'm not perfect yet, I'm not full grown and mature yet, there's still needs in my life still yet, God doesn't prevent God's gift from flowing out of me and helping others. So we can be needy and yet meet needs at the same time. Wow. Because sometimes, you know, we, we, can, we can misunderstand or misconstrue and we think, well, one of these days I'm going to reach that place where God can use me. <clears throat> if you're a believer, God's ready to use you now. <clears throat> Isn't that true? Absolutely it is. So it's not just coming to get my needs met. Rather, what if church became a, an event, or if you will, a gathering, better word, where we each and everyone express their gifts to the body? Wow. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be amazing? How are we going to do that? You know, Paul over there in Corinthians, and we'll, we'll get more into this next week, but Paul over there in Corinthians, he said, when you all come together, you can all prophesy. Well, I don't know how many people is here this morning, maybe 85 or 90 people. Well, if, if everybody in here in this, in this kind of gathering tried to prophesy for just two minutes, we'd be here for what, three hours? So how, how can we all express our gifts, you know, in a, a gathering like this. Well, we, you, you can't unless what? We get on a team somewhere. We volunteer. We're working on a team. We're using our gifts there. We meet together at small groups in homes, which is really, if you study out the Scriptures, that's really when the church began. That's where they met. You read over and over what Paul said, I send my greetings to the church that is in so-and-so's house. See, you get five or eight of you coming together, well, then you can express your gift if it's prophesying. Isn't that right? Or whatever it may be. We can express our gifts. But God wants us to think, we're going to have to think out of the tr outside the traditional box of American church in order for us to give expression to this. Otherwise, we will nod our heads you know, you, you ever seen those things in the back of cars, you know? <laughs> you, sometimes you can't tell if they're saying yes or no. They're kind of, it's kind of both, isn't it? Well, we don't want to be like that. Nod our heads and go our way, but we never tap into it. So the right fit, that's where we start. And, and we see this revealed here in Romans 12. So it gives us, we, we become a gift to the church. And when we become a gift to the church, all of a sudden we have God's guarantee because it's His gift and His grace that's being released. It's going to bring positive benefit, blessing 
and encouragement and growth to his body. Then secondly, the right call. This is, I call these the, the gifts of the Son. In Ephesians 4, you're familiar with these, but let's read them over there real quickly. <clears throat> Verse 11, he said, It was he, Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now notice here, it's going to take these gifts plus. See, sometimes when we read the Scripture, we stop at that part where it says, He gave, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Yep, there it is. Y'all get her done. But that's, that's not the context. You, if you stop there, you're taking it out of context. He says these gifts are given what? To prepare God's people for works of service. That word there, prepare, it comes from a Greek word, artismos. We know a word that we use from that root word called artisan. That's a real popular thing now, artisanal, you know, handmade, something that's crafted, something that's, that's produced by hand. That's what this word means, and it literally means to heal, to restore, to make whole. In Matthew 4, the same word is used when Jesus comes upon Peter and James and John, and it says they were mending their nets. It's that same word, mending, artismos. They were, you know what they were doing? You know, and you have to understand, too, in the Bible when it talks about fishing, it's not talking about fishing the way we think of fishing here in the South. Are you listening? You know, we go, you know we're going to go put our hook out and our, you know, with our bobber, and we're going to go catching some fish. Well, that's not the way they fished in those days. These were professional and commercial fishermen are you listening Jesus when Jesus told them he said I'm going to make you fishers of men they understood what he meant he they understood he didn't mean that there were going to be 12 of them out there with 12 separate poles trying to catch fish and fill up a boat how long will that take <clears throat> no they had these these nets that they put out there these nets that were 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 connected together where we get the word network. These nets were, were put together and they threw them out and that network would bring in a multitude of fish in one haul. So when he said he saw them mending their nets. Now in the process of time, the nets would get frayed and they would break. And if enough of them broke, you would have a big old hole in your net. Well, guess what got through the hole in the net? And so he's saying that these gifts, these, these ministry gifts, are given to artismos, prepare to mend all the different parts, the members of Christ's body, so that what? They create a network for the work of the ministry, which is what? To catch Fish the lost. Are you listening? But what happens if it's just the pastor's got his pole out? 
Man, I'm telling you what. You ever gone fishing when they weren't biting? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, it was nice to be out, especially if it's a nice day. But I mean, you know, we don't go to just, you don't go to just go fishing. You go to catch, don't you? I want to catch something, don't you? But, you, you know, we've got this concept here, and we've got, you know, we've got one person. We've got the pastor with his pole out. Or we've got the, the apostle with the pole out. Or we've got the evangelist with the pole out. But see, it's no wonder it's going to take a long time. But if what has happened, if we create a network, a net that includes all of us being made whole by the grace and the ministry of God's gifts, and then we begin to, to come together with our gifting, and we become the network God uses to what? Fish men, to bring men in. It is good, isn't it? It's good because it's God. The right call. See, some of these gifts, that we, these five gifts in here are re, what we call repairing gifts. The apostle, prophet, and t- pastor, and teacher especially, what do they do? They repair. The teaching of the Word is what? Is to help bring you to what? To wholeness. Where there are areas in your life that have been broken or wounded or weakened. The, 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 the gift and the grace and the anointing that are on s- certain specific gifts as the Word is being taught, if you receive it, what does it do? It brings what wholeness to your life. It mends the net. It brings the broken strands in our life together I become whole, you become whole, she becomes whole, he becomes whole, and then the Spirit of God brings unity, and we become what? A network. So there's a repairing ministry. There's also a preparing gifts of ministry to prepare you. And really, what I'm doing this month is to help prepare you. God's put something in you. I want to help I want to help the Holy Spirit help you to discover it and release it. That's what I'm doing. When Peter, who was a a professional fisherman, Peter, James, and John, when, when their net broke, Peter and them didn't jump out of the boat and try to catch fish by hand. See, in the, the American system of church, you know, we want the pastor to do it all. Pastor, you catch the fish and clean the fish and prepare the fish and cook the fish and serve the fish and clean up after the fish. But, that's, but see, if we do that, we're not going to get anywhere. But what is if we take the time to mend the net and allow the Holy Spirit through the operation of this gifts and His anointing to create a network where your gifts are discovered, your gifts begin to be released, and we become a network that the Holy Spirit can use. Then the boat gets full. You remember the, the occasion when Jesus had them, you know, to let down their nets, and they filled up one boat, and that boat got so full, they called their partners over and said, come over here, and Jesus filled their boat up. 
Wouldn't it be something if God began to do something so amazing in us at Passion Church that we just help some other church fill their boat up? <laughs> no, we just build a bigger boat, Pastor. Well, God might want us to just send them over there and fill up that other boat. Boy, that's weird. Come on. Because we're not in competition with the other boats. I'm happy when all the boats are full. <laughs> well, i got to wind this thing up. I'm running out of time. The, lastly, the right expression. You know, we're talking about the right fit, the right calling, and now the right expression. And this has to do with the Holy Spirit's gifts. 1 Corinthians 12. Turn over there. I'll just hit this briefly. We're probably very familiar with this. Verse 7, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That means that to each one means what? Each one, doesn't it? That means all of you. Myself and all of you. Each one. There's a gift given for an expression, a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge. By the means of the same Spirit, another uh, faith. Uh, to another the gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of the one in the same Spirit. And He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now the Holy Spirit determines which gifts will operate through you. But notice He said that one or more of these gifts will operate through everyone. If I understand what he's saying here, is that how you understand it? There's a lot I still don't understand about this, but I think I understand. He says to each one. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. I'm speaking to the church in Montgomery, Passion Church in Montgomery, to each one of you. You say, well, if I've been given it, where is it? It's in you. This is what we're, 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 this whole process is about this month is to help you to discover it and release it. Don't cover it up. Remember the man with the, that had the one talent and went and dug a hole? Don't do that. He said, but, but what if I mess up? Listen, the biggest mistake you'll ever make is the mistake of doing nothing. Isn't that what that parable taught us? The other two risked. They took a risk, didn't they? Anytime you do something in faith, anytime you step out for God, there's, a, there's an element of risk about it. Anybody ever done something for God and always did it perfectly? You never made a misstep or anything? Can I say, I'm not raising my hand. I'm just... That's just, you know, I'm letting you know if you did, you raise your hand. No, listen, any of us who've done anything for God, we, we, haven't, we haven't done it always perfectly. Where does it say God says, okay, when you, when you can do it perfectly, do it? He didn't. He said, it takes a step of faith, and there's a risk element. From the human standpoint, there's a risk element, isn't there? I might not do it perfectly the first time. I can just about guarantee you you won't. But the worst mistake Jesus taught us was taking no risk like the man with the one who buried it. Real quickly. 
There are three gifts that reveal something. The word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. They reveal the mind and the will of God. Boy, we need that in the church, don't we? I said we need that in the church, don't we? You know, I, I know because I'm a human being just like you. There's certain things that I wish that God would, would happen faster. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But here's the thing. I have committed myself to hearing the Holy Spirit and following what He wants for Passion Church. Now, I'm not perfect at that. Surprise, surprise. Shazam. <laughs> But here's the thing, if it takes a little longer to hear what the Holy Spirit's direction and, and timing is, isn't that better than a whole bunch of stuff that Norris can come up with? That's, your, that's when you're supposed to say yes, amen. You're not hurting my feet. That's when you're supposed to agree with me. Are you listening? And see, these gifts, it says they operate as the Spirit wills. I wish we could push a button and... Pull a lever and boom, we got it. But it doesn't work that way, does it? This, these three gifts that reveal the mind and will of God, that has to do with administrations or government. These are needed for, for the governing of God's uh, body, His church. Are you listening? That's why we don't vote on it. I mean, we ought to know in this country... Just looking at the history of this country, the collective wisdom of 300 million people is not always good, is it? Now, if anything, our elections have taught us that. Whatever your, where, where your leaning is. So if the collective wisdom of 300 is, million is not sufficient to get things done right, then probably the collective wisdom of 100 people probably won't do much better. So we just decided, let's listen to God, even though it might take a little longer, although it might, might, we might not go at the pace we'd like to. It's 1 o'clock. Give me just about five more minutes, and we're going to wrap it up. Can you, can you hang on five more minutes? So these three gifts that reveal something, they have to do with administration or the governing of the church. The mind, the will of God needs to be known. Then three gifts that do something. These are the operations of God in the church. That is, gifts of healings, working of miracles, and special faith. Listen. You know, some people say, where's our building? I want to say this. Where's those with the special faith? <laughs> special faith has the ability to what? To receive a miracle. We need a miracle if we want the building and the facility that we all want. Well, somebody, some of you got the, got the special gift of faith. I hope it's not buried in a hole somewhere. Because see, then you, you get agitated at me. It's not my fault. Huh? Special faith. Working of miracles. Wow. Somebody in this body's got that gift. These have to do with operations. Operations. Isn't that right? See, special faith, you, I mean, 
God could bring into your hands the money to pay for a building. Cash. See, you're waiting for the pastor who may not have that gift to do it. God's waiting on you to do it, or him through you to do it. Are you listening? Think about if all these gifts begin to operate as the Spirit wills and passion church, I guarantee you, you're going to see us move at a clip. It'll probably just push your hair back like you're <laughs> driving at high speed. <laughs> but we, see, we get this religious idea that God's just somehow going to do it. Listen. If God was going to do everything through one man, through one person, through one gift, then why in the world did he add all these other gifts? Seems like to me that's redundant. Isn't that right? That'd be like you picking one part of your vehicle you drove here this morning and saying that's the, that's the most important part and that's all we need. Hmm? You got an engine? It's high-powered. 400 horsepower, no wheels. <laughs> All right. And then three gifts that say something. These are given to edify the body. Prophecy. Tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are given for edification. Now, he said that these are gifts that have been given. He, Paul was writing to a local church here. A, a local expression of the body of Christ, and he said that, 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 that all these gifts are, are there in potential form in the body of Christ. Now, here's the thing, church. Are we going to build Passion Church by the wisdom of one or two people, or had you rather build it by the power of God? I know that's a rhetorical question, but we need to... We need to Think about it, don't we? That's not the paradigm. It's, the paradigm is Christ's body together. I have my part, but it's only a part. You have a part. Each one has a part. And when those parts come together, ooh, look out. Mm, the thing you desire to see will be seen. Real quickly, let me give you some action points, then we're going to pray. First of all, I want to ask you a question. Are you in the right place of service for your gift? Again, I'd encourage you as a starting place, go back on our website, mypassion.church, under resources, under the pull-down, and take that little gift, that little assessment. only take you about 20 minutes probably, 30 tops. Surely, it's worth that much of your time, isn't it? If it can be a tool to help you move in to your gifting, releasing it in Passion Church to enable what God wants to do to happen. Secondly, have you discovered which Holy Spirit gifts are more prevalent in your life? See, by experience, we learn which of the spiritual gifts are more regularly working in my life. 
And see, when I know those, then I can cooperate more fully and on a more consistent basis operate in that gift. And so then I can more consistently release the grace and the blessing of that gift to my brothers and sisters. And then finally, are you giving expression to your gifts at Passion Church? You know, we have a means whereby you can, if you, if you know the answer to these questions already and you're not already using your gift, you can get involved. You know, before you leave today, right out in the lobby, you can pick up, we've got some of those jumbo cards out there, and they, they, they list all the different areas in the church and their gifts that correspond to those. And if is, your gift is not an area of service that corresponds to your gifts not on there, we fix that too. We put other. <laughs> Amen? So you, you, can do, you, you, know, cre- you can create a ministry here if you're gifted. If God's gifted to that, we want to help. The, we want to help. We don't, we're not trying to put anybody down. We want to help you. If you've, if you've got a gift, if you've got a grace that's working through you, I want to help you, man, succeed. Because when you succeed, we're all blessed. That's what it's all about. You know? Amen? Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for what you've done in our hearts in a time of worship, in our time of prayer, and in the ministry of your word. And I pray, Lord, that none of this has fallen upon hard ground, but rather upon good ground. And Lord, that it will return back 30, 60, and even 100 times what has been sown. For your, for your kingdom, for your glory, for the benefit, the blessing, and the growth of Passion Church as you desire. Lord, I pray for the release of spiritual gifts in this church in a greater capacity than we've ever experienced in our history. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, church, you know, if you've ever, you've heard this term, you know, about doctors and dentists and some people in the medical field, they say they're practicing. They've opened their practice. Well, that doesn't mean they don't know anything, does it? They've spent years learning something, but now what? They're going to practice something. And I just, I just hear this in my spirit that, you know, it's time for us, Pastor Church, to begin to practice what we've heard. We practice it. We practice it. And I just want to give you liberty to practice that. You say, oh, what if I mess up? Well, we'll encourage you and help you. But we're not going to condemn you. We're not going to tell you you're something wrong with you or you're a bad person. But here's the thing. You know, if I step out and I don't get it right, 
then I stay open to correction. And you know what? Next time, I'll do it a little better. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Stand up on your feet. Let me just remind you of uh, an event with Echo, which is a uh, Aida Harris uh, ministry she has here to the school-age children in our city. She's a part of this church. We support her in missions. Uh, there's going to be a tea and fashion show next Saturday, October 28th at 4 p.m. These funds are going to go to raise awareness for child hunger, sports, mentoring, and job readiness programs for the youth of Montgomery. There's flyers in the foyer. The tickets are $15. You know, it's a sad thing to think that people in our community, especially children, are going hungry. Now, I grew up, you, you, some of you have heard me mention it, I grew up, boy, I'm talking about poor. And I know something about what it means to go to bed hungry. But you know, when you think about the prosperity of this nation, it's hard to comprehend, isn't it? Now here's the thing, maybe, maybe this is, uh, to use a play on words, maybe this is not your cup of tea, guys. But here's the thing, you can donate $15 even if going to a tea is not your thing. You can donate that. So if you want to do that, you can contact Echo and just say, you know, you can, you know, give my ticket to somebody else or whatever, but I just want to donate, you know, the $15 to help feed hungry kids. Father, thank you for today. I send them out with your blessing, with your grace upon them, with a freshness and a strength that comes only from your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team will be down here. They'll be glad to pray with you for any need that you have. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.